I can't enhance her. It's a photo. <laughs> I saw I saw a thing recently where Mark Hamill. I mean, I don't know how long ago it was it happened, but Mark Hamill was on the Graham Norton show, and uh, they only he and like a few other people knew that when they recorded, they did Empire Strikes Back that the actual line in it was going to be, no, I am your father. Um, because when they were on set, the line that he said was, no, Obi-Wan killed your father. And uh, when they saw it, saw the premiere, Mark Hamill was saying, like, I was sitting there next to Harrison, and as soon as he said, no, I am your father, Harrison leaned over and was like, you didn't fucking tell me who's going to say that, kid. <laughs> <laughs> It just, it's been tickling me pink ever since I heard it. Just like, even at that point in time, Harrison Ford just sounded like fucking just old and done with everything. I, I love how grouchy he is. That's, that's part of the fun of indie. You know, he's like, I'm arms in a museum. You're like, really, old man? You didn't fucking tell me he was going to say that, kid. <laughs> I love and, it. And Peter Mayhew looked over and went, <laughs> This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Lovely. Let me just chomp on these pistachios momentarily and then I will stop your show. Oh, they are Brazil nuts. <laughs> uh, hey, welcome to another episode of The Dork Night. Uh, this one's going to be a bit of a sad one. We have lost an icon. Uh, Kevin Conroy has passed. I believe the age was 66. Uh, this is going to be a sad one, but we're going to be uh, doing a tribute to the late, great Kevin Conroy, talking about our experiences and, you know, his career and everything. And uh, without further ado, uh, Mr. Justin Cooper, how's it going, sir? Good, but this is going to be sadder than the shark episode? Uh, maybe. <laughs> a different type. It's a different type of sad. Uh, powerful Brandon. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to be too sad. I don't do sad very well. That's mostly because I'm garbage at dealing with my feelings and process it through the prism of humor <laughs> i see uh, another catholic <laughs> <laughs> oh so you're also irish catholic lad <laughs> i do know the sweet sting of religion <laughs> it's nice but the real bitch of it is feeling guilty all the time <laughs> the true payoff is when you die <laughs> that's why i plan on a deathbed repentance <laughs> diabolical <laughs> Uh, <laughs> love it 
Uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go into YouTube, and I'm oh, gonna. I thought he was gonna run a commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna hit pause for the next 47 minutes. You guys just go right ahead. Uh, let, let me see. Okay. Uh, so um, hopefully we don't get dinged for this. So uh, oh. this was uploaded by a Maddie oh. Savannah Paul. Ring ding dingy. Uh, what's that? Nope. Go ahead. Sorry, okay. <laughs> I interrupted you. So uh, actually, I will present my screen Ooh, presents i didn't bring you yeah, anything presents. and uh so yeah this was uh this was a um I, uh, was a cameo and uh kevin conroy um so the cameo purchaser well you know what we'll just let him speak about it hey maddie this is batman calling you from wayne manor now, Sissy told me that you're a big fan of Batman, and I really appreciate that. She also told me that your grandmother's passing. I'm so sorry to hear that. You know, I... I sat with both of my parents uh, on separate occasions uh, as they passed. And the thing to remember is... their spirit lives on. The body is just a, a vessel. Uh, and you really see that when someone passes. So your grandmother will always be with you. Her spirit will always be in you. Uh, the people we love are always with us. So this is a shout out for you, Maddie. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. And remember, Maddie, it's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. Good luck. That was like the most emotional thing I think I've seen all day. Oh, my God. Wow. I cut myself to see if I can still feel things most times. So I, I guess <laughs> I, I'm just... I got nothing out of that. I'm numb. I, I could have to slam my foot in the door right now to feel something. I'm just, I may need, I'm just kidding. I may need to cut myself if that's the case. I'm like, jeez. You got chills, dude. Yeah, give me a second. I can feel something. I'm just going to need a couple pieces of paper and some lemon juice. I'll be fine. Hit the webs. Hit the webs. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It hurts so much. We, I know. We all miss him, Brandon. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yep, definitely uh, not paper cuts and my webbing of my fingers uh, in lemon juice. Nope. Oh, Jesus. Not that. Never. That's that's a tough watch right now, man. Yeah. You know, when it still stings and everything, it's just like, oh, wow. You know. Yeah, but you know, to his his uh, it, it's it's to know his feelings about you know like the afterlife and stuff. Now, thought it was uh, kind of relevant. Uh, but I do have to say, Brandon, I could have sworn you're going to make some pearl comment when he talked about both of his parents passing. Uh, oh yeah, great! Yeah. Just one more flashback. Fucking, we get it. Batman's parents are dead. Can't <laughs> <laughs> even fucking let. Okay, me. I get it. Let Kevin Conroy do a cameo, though, making sure we all fucking remembered it. Wow. Yeah. No. And and. Yeah, it's a little on the nose that he said he was there when both his parents died. I was, I like, was oh. there when both of my parents passed. I sat with them. I watched it happen. And that's why now, I fight for everyone else in Gotham. For I am vengeance. 
I am the knight. Yeah, we, we, Kevin, he's like, he's nine and lost his grandma. Fucking slow your roll, bro. <laughs> that's, I think that's pretty powerful. That's, that's going to yeah. be a powerful thing that that kid's going to keep. Oh, uh, totally. Powerful. Brandon. Yeah, I could. No. <laughs> what, what, what just happened? <laughs> what, I guess, what, 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 somebody said, why did you say my name, Justin? <laughs> did I? No, <laughs> did I? Chum. I don't know. I'm just trying to throw you off your game. But still. <laughs> yeah, job well done. Uh, I did find out that the uh, and actually we recorded the, his panel. Um, Terrificon was his last convention. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of the uh, the Dorkening fellows uh, have met him, and I've met him. You guys, I'm, I'm guessing, have met him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you didn't get a chance. Yeah. Yeah, he was. It was a big one for me to. to I didn't even realize he was that terrific. On, I probably would have tried to make the effort, but I didn't really go out of my way to see anybody there. I was more focused on doing dorkening stuff. Um, I met him several years ago. And... I was at this this same con that you were at right there. Yeah. Yep. That's when I met him. See if this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Fantastic. Stay tuned. Comic Con with Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Hello, sir. The good, to, good to be here. Yes. So you are Batman to all of us. I, I, it's, I loved the show growing up. I was so I green in this. What yeah, was no the shit. Thing? Yeah. Recording well, it, it was so interesting. To, you know, I kind of stumbled into it 23 years ago. I just auditioned for a job, and then one show led to the next, and then led to the next, and led to the next. You never know what something's going to evolve into. You know how a show, a, a job is going to last, and this one lasted 23 years, and it became a part of so many people's childhoods. You know, and and just being the actor who supplied the voice. I get associated with the character. Oh, yeah. So it's amazing privilege to be associated with this whole endeavor. Because, you know, Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, Andrea Romano, the producer, Alan Burnett, everyone involved, the music by Shirley Walker, everyone involved were just like the A-team in Hollywood. And everyone was throwing in 100% of their effort. And the result is this beautiful artwork that's lasted 23 years. If you see those shows from the original show, uh, they still look fresh, like they, they were do. just I, made. I still you still get chills watching them. Um, and then Batman the Animated Series became... It's the only thing the I watch exclusively, sir. And that became the Justice League, and that became Batman Beyond, and now it's the Arkham games, you know? So it's just been one evolution after another. Um, and to be an actor and be associated with that kind of anthology, that kind of body of work, is such a privilege. And it just doesn't happen very often. Now, the games, so the TV show, you have a set script. And the games, you know, you have all these different interactions. How much longer does it take you to record a game as oh. opposed to the show? It's like a different job. Doing the shows, they try to do it with everyone in the, the recording studio together. So it's done like a radio play. And you have the other actors to bounce off of. And actors feed each other energy. You're better, the better the other actors are. Um, good actors love to work with other good actors because they make you work better. And so you get energy <coughs> from other people. Um, and so in a, uh, two, a, a half hour show takes about two hours to record. And that's it. 
a game like Arkham Knight, the most recent game, has 34,000 lines of dialogue in it. Um, it took two years to record. And you have to record them separately, each line, each character. So they book me four-hour blocks alone in a booth, just doing line after 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 line. And then they say, okay, now try that with a little more anger. Try that with a little more irony. Can you keep the irony and give us a little humor? You know, it's just, it just goes on. It's endless. By the end of four hours, you sort of forget how to speak English. And that went on for two years. It took two years to build that game. Those games are amazing. They're amazing. The result is amazing. <laughs> but the process of actually creating them is very difficult. It's much He's harder so than just acting in a saying, show. Fuck those video games. Now, <laughs> what do you have in your queue right now? What are you working on? I'm working on a new series that I'm about halfway through for Warner Brothers. They haven't announced it yet, so I can't actually say anything yet. Um, they're probably going to announce it at the end of the summer. Okay. Yeah, a lot of our viewers probably already know what that is. Mark Hamill's already been uh, it's rumored for a certain uh, no, project. No, no, a no, project. no, Mark's not in this one. Oh, really? This is something else. Okay. And it's, um, it hasn't been any mentions of it at all. Oh, wow. Okay. So this was about 2014, I'm guessing, Liam, and, right? and, and from what uh, you're referring 17, to, I, think. I have not oh. been approached to of yet. Or 15, so I don't know maybe 15. I'm going to be in that or not. I know a lot of the forums, a lot of people are asking if you Everyone's are. asking. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't been asked by the studio, and I'm not even sure Mark has been asked because he hasn't told me, and I don't believe anything I believe on the internet. So uh, I don't believe anything I hear on the internet. So um, I don't. I just don't know. But I know. Answer the question, Batman. Well, if a certain project was to happen, swear to me. Oh, it'd be awesome. It should happen. It would be great because it's the classic. Yes. But hasn't happened yet. Well, I hope it does, and I know a lot of our viewers hope so. Thank you. I want to thank you so much for taking your time today. Sure. You have a most excellent day, sir. Thank Good. you. Good meeting. Handshake with Batman. He was such. Oh a... yeah, I think it's uh, something we heard Mark Hamill rumor. I don't know anything about that, young <laughs> young man. I certainly can comment on anything Batman related. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No shit. Know. Is that is that because you're contractually obliged? Oh. <laughs> I, I couldn't possibly say anything about a non-disclosure agreement, Mr. Bond. Do, do you think I, Batman I signed will a be non-disclosure showing? Agreement. Oh, I'm sure Batman knows about it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but, like, but how do you know? Why did Let's you say the say... word wink? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is 2017, and he's talking about a series. I don't know what series that would be. So it's I, uh, um, Arkham Knight came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I think that was 2015. I, I think I was wrong. I was on thinking the date. too because yeah. that's when I met him, and John Wesley Ship was right next to yep. him, and yep. that's when I met Dan Jurgens, and that was all at the same uh, at the same time. Yeah. And so this this predated the Killing Joke, and this predated um, any of the other animated ones where he voiced like probably Batman versus Robin. Yeah. So so shortly after this, uh, 2016 was Batman Arkham Underworld, Batman the Killing Joke. He did, uh, now this is all stuff that he's worked on. Uh, Batman Arkham VR. Um, okay. Batman Animated VR, Injustice 2, Batman and Harley Quinn. Injustice, that's right. Son of a biscuit. Yeah, uh, I forgot. Justice League Action Shorts. 
Uh, Justice League action, Lego DC supervillains. That must have been the one then, the action. Yeah. That yeah. was cool when uh, the, the first episode, Booster Gold uh, tries to take on Batman. And he's like, but I got a hit on you. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He's getting thrown all over the place. It's classic. Uh, totally classic. So, um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, who was it? Was it you, Justin? I saw a comment on something like, oh man, there's just not a lot of high pop collars in comics anymore. <laughs> when like, I was talking, yeah, because yeah. it's fucking not 1991. <laughs> like, oh, why doesn't Nightwing have a fucking three foot collar anymore? Well, that, that's why I was that's why I was saying it because it's it's totally ironic, you know, because it's like, like who has this thing that goes open and you look like Freddie Mercury mixed with with uh, uh, Doctor Frankenfurter? Like how yeah. how bad does that fuck up your peripheral vision? It makes no sense. Well, I mean, think you'd about have it. this that's, fucking that's collar like right here in your eye line, like. I know it was uh, in regards to uh, the new Deadman figure that has that, and and I mean he had that same thing as Nightwing had. So this Daredevil... yeah, at least he's fucking dead. He has a yeah. he has a, an excuse like, hey man, I don't know, I don't need to worry about somebody killing me or breaking my neck. I'm already you know dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so Deadman's not just a clever name. Got it. I I I like. Uh... I like the Nightwing collar from from when it was like a lonely place of dying that Batman story, and, and he's got like the high pop collar and all that. It works on Nightwing. Yeah. Okay. It's theatrical, <laughs> you know. It's theatrical. Yeah, I mean, a dude dressing uh, up in tights, flipping around, and kicking the shit out of criminals isn't theatrical enough, I suppose. <laughs> no, you got to add that flair. You got to <laughs> add the flair. It's like an employee for tchotchkes. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so uh, I'm going to play this. Rich posted this. and uh... Hey, pack of uh, True North menthol. Those are lights. Sorry about that. You know, girls, that's just not very Canadian. Come on, Robin. Let's get out of here. <laughs> the implication is that he's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, so uh, Rich says, I had no idea this existed. Uh, I responded, this is Yoga Hosers. There's a good chance no one knows this existed. Yeah, <laughs> I, okay. I yeah congratulations. Movie, We've now bumped yeah. the number up to nine people that know this exists. <laughs> and I've seen it, but I don't remember a lot of that movie. I was possibly ironing or something during it. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> I put. I hit play and then just remembered to live my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is on. Well, I have, I have other things to do as well. <laughs> I, I love that he was in that, though. That's that's fantastic. So I didn't realize that uh, he uh, grew up in Westport, Connecticut. Yeah, yep. That was a Connecticut guy. Yeah, and um, he, let's see, there was something, where is it? He roomed at Juilliard with Christopher Reeve, Robin Williams, and... Was Francis it Christopher? Con- yep, and Francis Conroy. That's not what I have. What do you have, Leo? Uh, Wikipedia has Rob Williams and Kelsey Grammer. Silent. Oh wait, uh, Sideshow Bob. Yeah. <laughs> well, the you guy know what? from Down Periscope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I would love for that to be like the fucking credit that somebody pulls when they they hear Kelsey Grammer. Not Cheers, not Frasier. The bad guy from Transformers Four? That's <laughs> rough. That's rough. Yes. You mean the guy who played Beast in X Three: The Last Stand? <laughs> Actually, I mean, that, I w- was, that was probably the I, best thing about that. Movie, I was but... literally just gonna say, like, that was probably the best bit of X three. That was pitch perfect casting, quite frankly. Like Kelsey Grammer as Hank McCoy, aka the Beast. All right, man. Well, like, there's your Cheers connection too, because you you were saying earlier that he was on Cheers, but yeah, I was that my digress. Cheers connection because of Kelsey Grammer, because he was on Cheers and. Yeah. Uh, they're saying that oh, Kevin Conroy oh yeah. was on Oh, Cheers? yeah. So Kevin Conroy was on Cheers. There we go. All right. Good times. Leo, you got, a, you got a bibliography, right? Of or a, Yeah. Leo's like, I'm just going to run down the list. Get well, ready for 238 credits of fun. Da, 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 da. Hey! <laughs> no, I was just going to bring up the uh, picture of him in Cheers. I tried to find a clip, but... He looks like such a muscle-headed doofus. Yeah. Oh, nice jacket. Well, I mean, it does take place in Boston. Yeah, well, wasn't, uh, wasn't uh, what's-his-face, uh, Sam on the Cardinals or something? Or am I thinking of Tony Danza? I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you can't get your 80s sitcom straight. Yeah, like, bro, do you know how long it's been since I watched Cheers or Who's the Boss? Ooh, ooh, Angela. Ooh. Angela. Ooh. But. <laughs> Mona? <laughs> she was the boss, by the way. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah I, answering the the titular question of the show, Mona was most certainly the boss. Um, yeah, I haven't watched those shows since those shows were on originally. So, I've you know, and, and it's not a it's not a commentary on the quality of the shows. I've just never felt the need to go back and revisit them. I think you know, that taste changed too along stuff like this. Like there's yeah. there's certain like, things. They played like, Pizza Mr. Belvedere for a yeah. while when I was younger, and like I watched that when it was originally on, and uh, it did not hold up at all. That is fair. I mean, I, it's still a fun theme song, but oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, you know, not not the best show. I had a bit where I was uh, not a, not like a comedy bit, but um, a time where I was rewatching Cheers. Like late at night, just to you know, it was like a you know, just a comfort meal, you know. Oh, I, I, I think mean, I think Friends has replaced that now. Never watched people. Never watched Friends. I, you I, know, I talked to a I ton honestly, of people that just watch that. I really wish I had seen the saturation <clears throat> of Friends hitting the market like so many other shows, but I was not prepared. No one told me life was going to be this way. Mm. Now your job's a joke. <laughs> I'm just proud that Leo hit Rimshot on the first fucking yeah. try on that. No, he's, exactly. got, he's got a piece of tape on the fucking button now. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> so, so rallying this back to uh, Kevin Conroy, obviously we were talking about Cheers because he was on Cheers. Um, we, we had talked about he also did a guest spot on Dallas, you know, um, which which was like a really big show at the time. You know, he's, he's done a, a litany of things that are live action, but the majority of his work from his career has all been voice acting. That's that's kind of what you see him. And I mean, all the way until when you start hitting 91, 92, when Batman the Animated Series comes out, that's where you start seeing him. 
And I mean, I I saw Batman the first episode of animated series that came out, and I, I think we covered that one on Leather Wings. Yep. So, but um, I, I remember just like from there, it's like this was the most organic, and you know, it, it's just like okay, I was expecting Michael Keaton, I was expecting you know Adam West or something like that, and it's like you hear this guy, and something just hits you, and you're like, oh yeah, no, that's exactly how he would sound, and it just makes so much sense. Totally agree. When uh, I I remember being so excited that Batman, the animated series was going to come out, we were going to get a new Batman cartoon. And, uh, you know, I remember just waiting, eagerly waiting for it. And just that first episode just friggin' hooks you, you know, just. Weren't you like 19 when that show came out, Leo? (laughs) Yes, but actually, no. Uh, When did it come? It came out, what, 92? Mhm. Yeah, no, I was uh I was what, 17? 18. 18. 18. There'd been quite the gap for for like halfway decent animated series by the time Batman rolled around for you then in all honesty. Yeah, seven, especially for something that had like like uh, action and adult themes, you know? I mean, yeah, it, I mean, you had what Transformers maybe or ThunderCats like before it? Yeah. And the fact that they had to fight so hard to make it as realistically Batman as possible, you know, to not have it be like laser guns and, and stuff like yeah. that, uh, to make to make the danger seem very like real and to make the point of why Batman doesn't use a gun uh, in the show. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was an overall impressive series. And I do remember once hearing Batman and Bruce Wayne in the show wondering what the guy who did the voice looked like himself. I think, you know, for a long time, a lot of us thought like whoever this guy is, why, why wouldn't they cast him as, as Bruce Wayne in the next thing they do or what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, Funny enough. I mean, it took until what? 2019. For him to finally be cast as any live action version of Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Yeah. What question mark? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of that kingdom come back brace. That was cool. I I thought it was so cool. Old grumpy broken Batman. And I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Batwoman, like the series and all that, but it's like they nailed it in crisis. You know, hmm. I, I just got the feeling half the time that Ruby Rose just didn't want to be there. And I, I feel like that really kind of transferred over as a viewer, you know, and I mean, but, I, I think you're onto something there. I, I think it was more more closely related to the fact that she is not a good actor. I get that, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think she is uh, good at acting. Like I've not seen a single thing from her that she has done where I've been like, okay, that, you know, she's not bad. No, no, no. Quite the opposite. I've been like, oh, she is outright. She's pretty terrible, huh? Orange is the new black. Terrible. The only reason she's even passable. The only reason she's even passable in John Wick 2 is because she doesn't fucking speak in the entire movie. I was like, you know what? I feel like that was a fucking decision made like the day well, she she didn't have to shooting. be 
she didn't have to be in that movie for it to work at all. So no, no, not even, not even. I close. I have a surprising one for you. I thought she was good in the Meg. And uh, I yeah. will say that's probably my favorite uh, performance of Ruby Rose. And, I haven't and, um, seen it, in so Pitch I Perfect can't comment 3, on it. But I, I'm going to go with the Meg. And um, I also haven't seen Pitch Perfect three. The Meg was decent. Pitch Perfect three was pretty good. Huh. And the Meg was I, good too. I feel like I saw all the story they needed to tell by the end of Pitch Perfect two. You that's think that? <laughs> yeah, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Only someone who hadn't seen the Itchy and Scratchy movie would say that. <laughs> Let's and, uh, get him! Uh, I reached my I reached my pitch perfect quota <laughs> right at the end of part two. I was like, oh yeah, that that scratched that itch. You don't wonder oh, you know, he didn't like the part, Hawkeye series. They're making a part three. You know, I said that scratched that itch. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> wait, wait, they're making a uh, a mash reboot. Really? You said the Hawkeye. Uh, oh no. no, I was talking about the series. <laughs> no, with Christ. um with uh, uh Kate Bishop who who was in that third movie, so he was just making a mash joke. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. I was just Suicide thinking myself, painless, I was like, Leo. Always I was like wait, who who else? Is Kevin Conroy in it? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh actually just real quick while I was at uh Rhode Island, um uh Bill Diamond uh went up to uh see uh Hot Lips Hulhan. And uh, got her autograph. Loretta Swit. Yeah. Uh, but he had a script where he, he, he was collecting all the MASH signatures. Hmm. It, it, was, it was crazy. Loretta script? <laughs> <laughs> Did he have David Ogden Stiers, I wonder? Uh, he had Alan Alda. I know that. Alan Alda. It always sounds like he's okay. trying to do an impression of Groucho Marx. Yeah, it, actually, kind of. You know, very, very similar. Alan Alda. Yeah. He's he's uh. Um... Give it a try sometime, lady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll pass on any commentary on him. But um, <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking about this again, guys. Like, like the whole idea of of the voice of Batman, and you know, like defining a generation and then continuing it past. Because as he said in your interview, you'd been doing it twenty. 23 years you go on now it's probably more like 28 you know based on um, when when he did it i mean nearly 30 years of voicing the character nobody gets sick of it to the point where people were demanding they're like if we're making the killing joke we need to have mark hamill and kevin conroy if we're making this we need them you know and all the games like i mean it's still going on there's there's games that were released last year with his his voice you know it's it's crazy well, he also has one other Batman uh, property that he's apparently already tagged in. So hopefully they they uh, they already have his voice for it. Um, he's yeah. set to play Thomas Wayne in Batman Caped Crusader. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. It, it's, uh, so is he going to play um, just his voice or is it going to play uh, like him live action? Oh, uh, that's the new animated? Oh, that is. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the one that HBO scrapped. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I was just thinking of how cool it was in Flashpoint when. Well, um, it's still being produced. It's just not. Yeah, it's not going to air uh, on HBO. Yeah, oh, it's not okay. going automatically to uh, to HBO Max. They're going to shop it to different networks. That's but, good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll say this much: there very soon is going to be a point where there's no more new kevin conroy 
performance as as Batman. <clears throat> and at that point, people are going to have to kind of make like a shift that they've never had to deal with before regarding how the character is presented moving forward. Uh, and I would just like I to vote say, Anson Mount. I would just say, like to say right now, like whomever it is, give them a shot. Totally. You know, don't get don't get so caught up that you're not willing to like give someone else a chance to come in to continue it because you know just because we've we've lost one person that we're used to throughout the representation of the character doesn't mean there shouldn't be further representation of the character especially oh, for those other people who are considerably younger where it might be a milestone for them to hear this new person as batman so on and so forth so it's always good to keep that in mind especially for a lot of us uh ogs you know? well you're a fan of bruce greenwood right he did the the Batman. No, game. no, fuck that guy. He cut me off in traffic once. <laughs> did, he, did he really? Yeah, it's like yeah, he was like, hey, I'm sorry, pal, but I'm late for recording a Justice League movie. <laughs> like, oh my god, you're in Justice League with Zack Snyder? He was like, not that piece of shit. I do cartoons. I was like, yeah, you know what? Respect. <laughs> Wait, so, <laughs> I don't even know how to label this one, but okay, I'm trying to get my thoughts back. But yeah, I was well, trying to make a changing it's... lanes joke, and I'm like, "Oh, you mean Batman? That was the movie Changing Lanes." <laughs> like, uh, no, that was Ben Affleck, that. but <laughs> that was Ben Affleck yeah. indeed. I'm like, I'm like, are you going for a Changing Lanes thing here? Under you know that film. movie where Batman and Samuel Jackson are. Stuck in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Joker, motherfucker. <laughs> you mean Ben Affleck and Samuel Jackson? That's what I said. Batman and Nick Fury. <laughs> well, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you're, you're what? Bruce Greenwood. Yeah, so so Bruce Greenwood, a uh, very very serviceable Batman. He he does uh, all the voices. Wow, what a resounding review. Man, well, his I, Batman is so. I don't want to build him up to say he's better on a tribute show. I just want to say he's he's serviceable. He's someone that's that's pretty good. And it's like if we get that, I'm okay with that. Can we? Can Mount. we please just get a Batman that sounds like he eats a carton of cools every night before <laughs> he, before he hits the streets of Gotham? I, I want him to sound like Brad Pitt does when he talks when he's chewing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Robin, come on. <laughs> Alfred, stay in tonight, but the gravel on the curbs in Gotham won't gra won't gargle itself. <laughs> Crazy. Na, 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 na. Ross, you're right. I don't have to. I'm not gonna kill you, but I don't have to save you either. Excuse me, I think I'm having an asthma attack. <laughs> it's it's so funny on how like. Like time looks di differently on those because, you know, everybody thought, like the majority, I'll say, of people thought that that was like the best movie ever when it came out. And, and to yeah. many points, like The Dark Knight is like one of the best movie Batman movies that's ever been made. But now people look back on it and you're like, that's some hokey shit, ain't it? Yeah. We're actually making fun of Batman Begins. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, like that whole that whole trio. Of, yeah, well, of I mean, movies. I always made fun of his made fun of his voice from <clears throat> the fucking get-go in Batman Begins. Like, the second he's crouched down on that, like, overpass bridge or whatever with uh, 
what's her face there? Uh, Katie, Katie Holmes. Holmes. Yep. Yeah. Rachel, was that? It? Yeah, that was yeah. her name. Rachel. <laughs> and he's like, I'm someone who girl. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? He sounds like he skipped a nebulizer treatment. This is stupid. <laughs> didn't, didn't do something where they replaced uh, uh, Heath Ledger's voice with Mark Hamill's? Would you imagine if they did that with Kevin Conroy instead of hearing, swear to me? You know, we would hear it a little bit be, differently. Actually, uh, so unbelievable. But I wouldn't doubt that somebody did that on YouTube. Well, actually, it's already been done. Um, on, on YouTube? No. So so apparently uh well for Dark Knight Rises. Um oh, okay. so in um for the release of that they um re-recorded the uh trailer for Dark Knight Rises with uh it was Kevin Conroy and Adrian Barbeau. Oh wow, okay. As Catwoman? Yeah, she yep. does Catwoman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to make sure uh the memory was you know the chick there. from Swamp Thing. Oh, oh, you mean the the broad from the fog? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one of them. <laughs> Not the famous one. No, no, one, no. I mean, one. no, I no, I mean the dame from Escape from New York. I've uh, the the girl from Carnival. <laughs> oh, Wait, not uh, you girl, know what? Woman. I'm starting to think this is all the same lady. <laughs> so I checked. Anson Mount did play Batman in Injustice. Was pretty much the only thing I liked about that movie. Which like some people movie, might say it's harsh, but if you've seen Injustice? the movie, oh, that movie was yeah. Anson okay. Mount, pretty much the only thing I really liked about that movie. That movie was terrible. I don't get it, man. It's it's like they had all the right materials to make that thing great, and then we end up I with just... knuckle line bullshit. You know that? Oh my god. All right, now take your time and spend a lot of attention to detail. <laughs> All right, good work, everyone. Now outline it with this stick tip sharpie. What? You heard <laughs> yeah. me. Do it. But this isn't cell shaded. Do it, damn it. <laughs> Do it. We're changing the art form. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Man. It's it. That is a shame. Like, I mean, if they could do a do over, I'd say do that movie over. Or just how about let's not and say we did. How about well, that? It's one of those things. It's like I I really like Injustice, so I I like that universe. Like the books were really good. It's just I wish they had done a better job. You know what? I would love to see a, an actual like animated continuation of like Smallville with Tom Welling and and Michael Rosenbaum, where they're actually able to bring in somebody to voice Bruce Wayne and have Batman be part of the show. Cool. That's like I always thought that would be really cool to have Batman come in now that like we've actually introduced Superman. They they kind of touched upon it in the season 11 comic book series which I did like I did buy on sale from Comicsology years ago and I read the whole damn thing. It was it was like so mad because like it was fucking good. Is that an Elseworlds title? I mean, technically it could be because yeah, it, I was thinking it, it, takes, be, it takes place in the reality of Smallville. I would read that. But what yeah. happens with the comic is because they're not constrained by budget, like he's Superman and then you get all kinds of other like heroes and villains showing up and, and they're, you know, much better than they ever would have been on the show. Uh, and Batman actually does show up in the series. Like it's just, I would love to see like an actual, like, stamped with the cast's like uh involvement well really wasn't batman though 
In the comic there? Oh, I thought you meant in the series. They tried, They brought in, in Smallville, they bought it. You just, bro- like, fade in and out of the conversation. <laughs> well, they, they had Aquaman, no, right? Well, they had, they had Aquaman. They wanted to play Hawk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was a character that they brought in just for a couple episodes. Uh, uh, his last name was Knight. Um, and he, there was like some secret behind Adam him. Knight. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that wasn't. That ended up not being exactly. Yeah, anything. But no, no, no. I'm talking about the comic book series that continued off from what the TV show was. It was hmm. called Smallville Season Eleven. Um, That's like the Buffy season eight. Yeah. Pretty much, exactly. Uh, and I'm just saying, like, I think it would be pretty cool to see, like, just an animated adventure that is, like, an actual Superman story that's that takes place in that, like, season 11 type deal where you get to see, like, some of the stuff that they weren't able to show while filming the, the live-action series, and particularly a team-up between Superman and Batman. That would probably be pretty badass. That's a great idea. Like, yeah, I I feel like that's that's just like rife for our audience too. Like uh, the people that grew up watching Smallville. Yeah, and 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 like I said, you get Tom Welling back to to voice Superman and Clark Kent. You get uh, what's her face, Erica Durrance back for Lois. Uh, if you can somehow, Kristen Kruick. You, you, I mean, you would have Lex back because he did come back at the end of the series, you know. Mm-hmm. So Michael Rosenbaum would be there. You kill um, off, uh, you kill off Chloe in the first five minutes of the show. Oh yeah, without a doubt, like, dead. Yep. Fucking Dunzo. No, you recast. I mean, honestly, you don't get rid of Chloe. You just, you just have a different voice act. You get Kristen Bell. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, you go the Veronica Mars link. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. She, she's voice acting now. Yeah, she's yeah, in the, uh, Central oh, Park. Oh, the tiny, the tiny blonde that likes to check out mysteries all around her small, her, her small hometown. Yeah, I said Kristen Bell. <laughs> you could, yeah. you could do that. I would go with uh, the girl that actually played Allison Mack. <laughs> the secret oh, life Lar- Larissa, 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 Larissa Olenek. Olenek. Yeah, Larissa Olenek. Olenek. yeah, she was great. Um, so, so like, who would you get to voice Bruce Wayne and Batman? That's the tricky thing. Like, how old? How old is he? Uh, think like, think like, early to mid thirties, because that's probably how they would play these characters. Jensen Ackles. I knew you were gonna say Jensen Ackles. Just, just because, because, because and, of the CW connection. So I hated him for a long time because he was so one note, and and I'm not like the biggest Supernatural fan, but it's like growing on me. But he's just like, okay, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, all right. Yeah. He has progressed in the way that like he pie. Now. Yeah, we we get it. It's so much better now than than what it used to be. And if you watch that Scooby Doo Supernatural episode, you're like, okay, legitimate. So I I would I and after seeing him play the Red Hood, I, I really enjoyed that. I, so I would I would go with that. Okay. All right. I mean, he'd probably be super into it. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, Leo, who would you pick? Well, I was just looking up the. Um, I remember the voice in uh, Batman: Soul of the Dragon was pretty good. Oh, and, uh, yeah, uh, the, the guy from Grimm, right? Uh, yeah, David Guentoli, Giannotti or something. Yeah, Gian. Oh my God, Giuntoli. I'm gonna look it up because 
fucking pond over here. He's like, I don't know how to pronounce names that have more than one syllable. This is my favorite Brandon trope, where it's like, if you say a name incorrectly, he can't handle it. I just can't fucking do it, dude. Bruce Wayne. It's Wayne! I know it's like Gene Tolley or something. (laughs) Let me see. That's literally what it is, Gene That's what I said. That is not what you said. Kind of. Kind of what he said. <laughs> he yeah, said, kinda, he said all the vowels. He had like letters and a couple of vowel <laughs> sounds and like definitely like an e at the end. I heard for sure. Um, yeah, his wife, I, I, is, yeah. his wife in real life is Bitsy Tulloch, the woman who plays Lois Lane on Superman and Lois, and played uh, his his wife on on Grimm. That must have been where they met. Nice. I would say so. Good for them. Good, good is job, Grimm. <laughs> My God, did you guys ever watch that show? Uh, no. I, they showed I, think her... I, I watched like an episode. So so she starts going nuts, right? Because she gets like demon blood or something like that. And they, they do this one scene where like the floor is an illusion, but it's like it's like falling away from her into like this endless pit. I'm like, that is some trippy, trippy stuff. Sounds they, like some they did a good job. Shit. Yeah, it was it was a little nuts, you know. Sounds uh, like sounds like Dr. Crane would be all about it, yo. Yeah. He probably would be. Yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, David Gentoli did the voice in, what was it? Soul of the Dragon? Yep. Soul that was of a the good Dragon. one too. Yeah, it was. That, that was like, you know, it, it wasn't so much a Batman movie as a Bruce Wayne movie, but, um, it was cool. No, no one wants Diedrich Bader to now step in and be the voice of a new Batman generation. You know, he's got, he's got a pocket and he's got to stay in that pocket where it's like. Diedrich Bader has like a very. I love it, but Adam, I love I Adam love it West differently. Esque kind of approach to Batman. Yeah, like Saturday morning cartoon, maybe. But yeah, you know. he 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 plays Batman with a wink in his voice. Exactly. Yeah, he, it's it's not it's not meant to be taken too too seriously. What about Will Arnett? <laughs> wow, just crickets. You have your answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, He's not Deafening my favorite. Deafening silence. Oh, he's uh, not my favorite. Who is Brave and the Bold? Uh, Diedrich Bader. Okay. Vader. Um, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like him. Yeah, I, I like him too, but like I said, he's got he's it's got a pregnant like the... pause before you. I like him. <laughs> William Zapka. <laughs> Billy Zabka, he's a good kid. I like him. I like him. What can I say? I like I like, Ralph the, I like the Zabka. Let's just their names out. Ralph Macchio now. Okay. Uh, I like him too. What'd you is point? that the Italian kid from Queens? I think it's Jersey. Whatever. Yeah. Also, difference. also uh, Troy Baker. He did Batman from uh, TMNT. He did a really good yeah, job. Yeah, that was in a that. good version. Yeah. Actually, that I mean, it's it's kind of very similar to the the Bruce Greenwood version. But it's not exact, yeah. you know. I I would say if we get our druthers, I I'd, I'd say Bruce Greenwood all day. I, I think he's just so good. Uh, I was reading that. Um, so, Batman eighty nine. Um, that was the first time where the actor portrayed both Bruce Wayne and Batman in different voices. And then Batman the Animated Series, obviously Kevin Conroy did the same thing yeah. uh, to follow suit. I'd yeah, I never thought about it until you said effective. that. It just makes so much sense. Yeah. 
fucking Batman. Do you Who think are that, you, man? I mean, before that, you really had, uh, I mean, you had Super Friends, which did they even Someone portray Bruce Wayne in that? And yeah, Adam West. Well, before before that, the the biggest significant Batman thing would have been Death in the Family, and right before that would have been uh, Dark Knight Returns, right? So I read Death of the Family when it came out and all that, but I never read comics in a voice until Kevin Conroy. You know, I, I just I read them. I didn't I didn't play them in my head. Now when I read a Batman comic, it plays in in I hear Kevin Conroy. And that was not the case until that happened. So yeah. you know, it's it's just that's just how it is now. And and Mark Hamill is the Joker. That's that's the one you want to hear because I I don't want to hear you know how I got me you know I, I and it, as great as that performance is that's all it is it's that performance is the only place that I like it. Know, how do how do you guys feel about that? Do you do you read them like radio plays in your head or yeah? I mean yeah, pretty much. But part of it for me is that I actually was raised on like the old superhero serials in Max Fleischer cartoons. So I actually like kind of always read the things as like, meanwhile, Lois Lane is, you know, sneaking onto the property, trying to get the lead herself. And, you know, so I, I kind of like leaned on those things quite a bit. Um, Well, there's a point in comics, like when it became, um, I don't know if it was the 80s so much or, or the 90s when it's like the narrator kind of jumped out of the deal where it's like when you, when we talk about like those comics and, and stuff like that, there was a narrator. And it's like, meanwhile, our heroes and stuff like that. But then it's like it became in vogue to just tell the story without an omniscient narrator. So I, I totally understand what you're saying, but it's like that's, you know, that. Yeah, that I mean, jumped for, out for, of me, fashion. For, for me, I, I don't know, like I kind of. It's it's tough for me to to say like somebody became a voice as I read the stuff because like I kind of do my own thing in my head like I I can't it's hard to I can't really explain it. like I I speak in goofy voices all the time like mm-hmm. it, it it's something that was done around me as a child you know it was passed down generations apparently <laughs> like I don't know if it's genetic cultural or both and. Uh, you know, so like I kind of always had like my own fucking madhouse going on in here. Uh, uh, excellent movie starring John Larroquette and Kirstie Alley. <laughs> and uh, I will, I mean, I will say, I it's really, not excellent. I'm sorry. I I really I will say that Kevin Conroy stood out altogether as as Batman, and that's that's saying something, especially for a kids show. I mean. I don't. I don't think that there's anybody who ever heard his performance as Batman, and just couldn't easily accept who that character was at that moment in time. You, you know, there's there's no inauthenticity about it when you hear it. I think that's that's probably one of the more difficult aspects to pull off with a character like Batman, like to make it for lack of a better term, not so much genuine, but sincere. You know, you, 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 you don't want to have that wink, but you also want to take it seriously. You want to find the actual story and drama in it. 
you know, not to say that everything needs to be turned into a, a Greek tragedy or Shakespeare or anything. But, yeah. You know, I, I think Kevin Conroy was a very gifted actor and it takes a, a, a large amount of talent to be able to weigh the gravitas necessary and to use nuance to portray two different sides of what is honestly the same persona. <clears throat> that's that's a very <clears throat> difficult balance and maybe one of the closest things we've we've gotten to the difference in Christopher Reeves, Clark Kent and Superman and Richard Donner's Superman the movie in 1978 which makes sense as they mm-hmm. were both Juilliard trained actors. You know, there's something to be said there for how they were trained, how they observe and and, and what they do to change themselves to give the best performance as the character instead of them as the character. You know, that's... Yeah, so that's a great point that they went to the same school too. You know, uh, that's, yeah, I, I had never thought about that. I mean, we, we just talked about it, but I didn't even think of the connection oh, yeah. that they had. Batman it's... and Superman and... Yeah, I mean, you at think one point, about... Robin Williams was up for the role of the Joker, you know. Yeah, and it's it. I think it's a bit telling the the level of talent it takes to convincingly portray characters such as Superman and Batman, that two of the most definitive performances that have become really high watermarks slash bases bases of comparison for everyone else are Christopher Reeve and Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Make of that what you will. Also, I mean, just the fact that Kevin Conroy was brought into Batman the Animated Series by Andrea Romano. And she was she was the voice director for that show in a number of other series and that woman could spot voice talent from five miles away. She, she pulled together voice talent for a lot of shows that like we all loved growing up. I mean, including, I mean, what animaniacs, the clerks cartoon. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Bear is driving. How can that be? Oh no, not bears driving. <laughs> oh, Korean animation studio. We are slaves. Uh, I hope Roadhouse away. She <clears throat> said his name was Point Break. <laughs> I just uh, I just checked and it looks like uh, Christopher Reeve graduated Juilliard just uh, a couple of years before uh, Conroy. It looks like about four years before. So, so how how were they even? Yeah, maybe that maybe. I've been misinformed. Well, I do know there's a story of uh, Christopher Reeve bunking. Maybe it was Robin Williams together. Yeah. Well, that was, that was, uh, they were very close. Yeah. I I think that uh, Christopher Reeve was actually his, his uh, oldest child's godfather. For uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, I mean, I think the story that everybody's heard is like when Christopher Reeve woke up from his accident uh, when he was doing uh, show jumping on the horse, and there was this doctor that was speaking in a crazy like Russian accent. And then it, it turned out that it was Robin Williams, and 
Christopher Reeve said it was the first time he had laughed since everything had happened. He was like, I somehow knew that everything was going to be okay. I feel like Ron Howard should be popping in at that point, being like, it wouldn't be. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It would probably be Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Those were the best days of our lives. <laughs> I never had friends. <laughs> they say Later you never in my had life. friends. <clears throat> you were 10. That's <laughs> when you were 12. Yeah, 12. <laughs> Was he a dead body? <laughs> uh, Kevin Conroy also uh, guest starred on uh, Murphy Brown and Matlock. Did they say who he was on Murphy Brown? Because I, I remember watching Murphy Brown because it was on after the shows I watched. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm here. I'm like, oh, yeah. Miles and Jim. Uh, that's how I <laughs> felt about Mad About You. <laughs> he was. I can't uh, do it, man. I, I would mute that crap. I'm like, uh, I like Helen Hunt, but click. He, no, uh, it's, it's it's not a good show by no. any stretch. <laughs> Nope. Uh-uh. I do not recommend Zero Stars. I like Richard Kind. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. I like Richard Kind. Yeah, fucking course you enjoyed it, Leo. <laughs> okay, so uh, he played Roger... Ha- from Aliens? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he played uh, Roger Harris uh, on the episode Terror on the 17th floor in 1991 for uh, in Murphy Brown. Wow. Oh, good, I'm glad we cleared that up. Hey. Hello, Murphy. <laughs> uh, no Jim <laughs> he always tapped his spoon three times when he stirred his coffee I feel like Jim was like the progenitor for um, uh, news radio when you, when you had uh, <laughs> Phil Hartman yeah Phil yeah. Hartman's character it's like, is it okay oh. I'm wearing him like a little belt right now it smells like smoke when I pee <laughs> <laughs> my name is Ranger Smith but you can call me Vicky. Vicky. I love Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Vicky's <clears throat> the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So we There's nothing like a Soy good Soy Man. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get those too often. Yeah. <laughs> I eat that for breakfast. <laughs> hey, Pazan, you better get out there and solve this case, or I'll kick your spaghetti bending butt all the way back to Milan. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, that's enough of that palaver. Uh, so I uh, just want to say real quick, if you tune into uh, uh, tomorrow's uh, splash pages, um, I'm sure Rich will bring up the story. Uh, he had a discussion with John Glover. Sounds like uh, him and uh, Kevin Conroy may have uh, passed uh, ships in the night. Uh No, no, don't help him. Um, I, I want to see Leo continue this without any assistance. Uh, that that they have. Uh, well, Rich will tell the story, but it. it oh, oh yeah, it's Leo, Leo, fucking pussy out. You're talking about like a romantic dalliance? Yeah, yes, yes, a, yes, yes, a okay. tryst of some kind. I, I feel like I feel like Leo was using the wrong metaphor. That two ships passing in the night. That means yeah. nothing happened. <laughs> and our listeners are sitting here like, I can't believe Liberace was gay. <laughs> Liberace was gay? <laughs> you know, they say too much of a good thing is wonderful. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we couldn't we couldn't talk about this without talking about the, the chance that Kevin Conroy got this year, or, or was it last year, in, in the uh, DC Pride. Where he got to write 
a story and he got to pen his story called Finding Batman. And uh, like just the fact that he got to actually put his stamp on this experience and now it's just like a part of the cultural zeitgeist. So that that was probably really important story for him to get out there and tell, you know, and just the level of vulnerability in that is is really something. And and you know, like even even like talking about what he had with John Glover and all that, you know, it's this this is a tough thing for for probably um, him for many years to come out, you know, as homosexual and being Batman. You know, um, it it was probably very difficult for him to keep under wraps for a long time. Well, totally, mean, he didn't. I don't, he didn't really keep it under wraps because I mean, he lived his life as an out gay man. I actually. Uh, in a conversation, like a chat conversation with like several individuals um, about a year and a half ago, uh, somebody said something. It wasn't like it wasn't a homophobic comment. It, you know, it was just kind of like they made a, some kind of comment about casting or whatever. And uh, I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't be the first time. Because Kevin Conroy is, you know, he's as gay as a spring hat. And, like, a bunch of people were like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm like, I I feel like it's very pertinent to the fucking conversation that you're having. It's not a judgment. It's a statement. <laughs> like, it, it, it just, it's there. It's, it, you know, it, it's there to give you some kind of clarity and, you know, sort of direction and what it is this, this line of, of thinking might end up being here. So, you know use that as you will i suppose uh but i guess it was just the fact that a lot of people weren't aware of it that's mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing i've i've known for i had known for a long time i couldn't even tell you how i how i found out like how i knew like it's not a big deal <laughs> i mean it's a big deal insofar as the fact that you know representation for sure but otherwise like it's not a big deal it, it it doesn't it doesn't matter in in the larger scheme of things you know he was i just mean in the in the terms of like getting his story out there because it's a very personal story oh absolutely so, so that's that's really why it mattered just because it was a, the circumstance think, where he got to I tell that story didn't dc um kind of like put the story itself out there uh, again since his passing they they must have it's it's only like a two pager so yeah yeah it, it was part of part they of like a bigger... put it up so people could could read yeah. it you know in, they, they did know. a lot you know they, and it's it's nice to see like like all of the the tributes like some people go like, oh wow that person holy crap you know and obviously yeah. you, you know Mark Hamill was going to say something because those guys have been close ever since and you know they they just have genuine respect and love for each other so yeah uh, Tara Strong was just like. I can't say anything right now, you know, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad that she at least put that out there saying I have, I have nothing that I can, that I can say. And I mean, she was, she was in um, the Arkham games as Harley. So that's probably where she knew him from, from that aspect. And I think she took over at some point, but she's like the fifth Harley Quinn, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, these, these folks all like know each other and, Mm -hmm work within the same industry altogether. So, I mean, even they don't always work together, they do know each other, you know, and, and that's, that's going to be hard. I mean, he was part, he was part of that, that voice and like actor for animation community. And yeah, 
man, like it was heartbreaking and heartwarming to see the number of people that, you know, genuinely enjoyed his presence and friendship, you know, say how much they were, you know, they were going to miss him. You know, it's, it's nice to see that it's not just uh, fans of Batman. Yeah. Who, who were touched by who he was more so maybe than people who are fans of Batman when, push comes to shove do you guys have a favorite episode or a favorite movie that he did or anything along those lines or or maybe even if it's more general you could just say like the animated series or batman beyond or something like that but is there like anything that like sticks out to you as like oh yeah that was iconic um i don't i don't know if it was iconic uh it's just particularly because we're talking about him as a as the voice actor for Batman um it's very funny because they do a trick with voice in the Batman Superman movie uh Superman as voiced by Tim Daly puts on Batman's uniform to pose as Batman alongside Robin and they go. I think they go talk to to Jim Gordon actually, mm-hmm. and the entire time, Superman's just like, "So, tell me what it is you found out, Jim." And th- they do the whole thing. And after after they kind of take off away from Commissioner Gordon, Robin's just like, "How did you do that?" And Superman looks at him, and in Robin's voice goes, "I have a pretty good ear." And Robin's <laughs> just like, "Don't ever precise muscle control." Yeah. do that again <laughs> but I just thought it was it was really funny because all <clears throat> three of those voice actors got to essentially voice Superman in the course of like a minute and a half uh, and I just I just got the biggest kick out of the fact that Tim Daly and, and Kevin Conroy got to like kind of switch out uh, in in the middle of that movie it was it was funny and that's that's a, a good kind of fun to see in a Superman Batman story. Uh, and, and that's also the power of the, the animated universe that was started because of Batman, the animated series. Uh, it was all taken very seriously from a storytelling point, but they also want to make sure that they didn't lose the spirit of any one of the characters they ever had on the screen at any given moment. And that's, not even doubly, but triply impressive when you factor in that they went from a Batman show and a Superman show to all the way into Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Which covered uh, the gauntlet, you know, just the craziest team-ups you've seen since, like, the 1970s and Brave and the Bold and shit, you know? Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's, it's just... Uh, it's it's imp- like I said it's Im- it's impressive altogether. But going th- going through and seeing something like that scene from uh, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, like the original guys still working on all that same stuff, like how they just absolutely nailed it. Every single one of them, the the voice actors, the people making you know crafting the story, everything. Uh, and that's that's one that always stood out. I know there's a lot more moments of like badassery and gravitas and what have you. But I, I really felt like that, 
that really fun moment was was one that I've always been able to zero in on at any point. Did did he do the voice in the Hush animated? I believe so. Yeah, because I mean that's that stands um, out to me as like one of my favorites. And let, let me double check. Hold on. I I, I definitely loved the um, Gotham by Gaslight, but. Uh, Public Enemies for me, if, if you guys remember that one, it was Superman, Batman, Public Enemies was one of the first ones that they did. They did it all uh, in... Uh, That's another one where superheroes dress up like other superheroes. Literally, yeah. Like it, He dresses up like Hawkman and stuff, So and, and yeah. uh, Superman dresses Hawkman up like, like Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. It was it was pretty uh, cool. So actually, When you said that, that's what I thought of. I was mistaken. It's uh, Jason O'Mara. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, he's not bad either, but that's... I mean, he does bring like a more youthful voice to it, but um, it's it's not one that I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta. That's who I have to have. Didn't you know? Jason Isaac voice him at some point recently? He did Superman actually. He did. Oh, is um, that what it was? Yeah, and Red Sun, which was awesome. You know, yeah, it was and, it was pretty good. I'm a huge Jason Isaac fan, as you guys know. So. Oh yeah, no, I mean his his performance wasn't bad. Not not that. I mean, you know, just like Red Sun, like okay, you guys got like eighty three percent of it nailed down <laughs> yeah i don't even know who played batman in that one yeah i don't know yeah, but which, i which, I, which, I did like that uh, it, it was it was pretty good the uh public enemies and then you get to the end and, and um <laughs> like a giant half superman half batman robot like, yeah this is bonkers i freaking love it <laughs> little did we know that was the height of jeff Loeb's writing talent <laughs> I don't know. It seems like after Hushy kind of uh, it kind of retired, right? I mean, I I would I wouldn't say retired so much as gave up. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I mean, he did Captain America White, and what has he really done since, right? Well, he was doing the the Marvel television thing. Oh, okay, that's why. Yeah, because I mean, after Heroes, he probably went on to do um, uh, uh, Agents of Shield. I'm guessing, right? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Possibly in humans. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like Anson Mount. There you go. Batman. Yeah, I, I, I watched like a few seasons of Agents of Shield, and you know that was enough. I was like, okay, I, I get it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I, I was listening to. Uh, I was talking earlier. I was listening to another podcast, uh, Old Man Wade Show. He's got a um, another podcast called the um, the BBN All Black Nerds, also on the Dorkening check them out and they were talking about how they fell off as well watching agent of shields and there's like one person everybody knows who followed it all the way through and i (laughs) i could not do that i fell off when blizzard came in and i think that's like episode six of the first season yeah i mean it it was like way i'm like okay i don't even even remember much about i don't remember much about the show to be perfectly honest like that's how little i cared I remember liking a couple of the characters and I'm like, all right, well, you know, but I just didn't really get into it. It was, meh. It was it, it, in the grand scheme of things. It, it mattered not. <laughs> so, I, I preferred legends of tomorrow. I hundred percent, you know, that would be one that I'd rather listen to or in watch legends of tomorrow. That is that at this point seems like a prototype for an HBO max booster gold show. Yeah. Well, it was also like the equivalent of a TBS Saturday show, like Time Tracks and Kung Fu. You know, or like Dude, it was it was like it was well, like superhero quantum leap. Oh, Xena! That's what it like. Xena the War. 
the warrior princess type. Like that's that's like the the tongue in cheek humor and stuff like that. It's like that, I'll say that this: was... the one thing I'm glad about with um, less TV productions is, you know, in regards to like Batman and Superman and Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, what have you. Um, less of a pain in the ass for when people are like, why aren't you gonna have Batman on the show? What, what about you know what about Green Lantern? It's like. Yeah because we want them to actually look halfway decent and not seem like a fucking joke that we put together with a $50 budget. You know, I, I think uh, it's good ki- that... Kind of like Gotham. <laughs> God, Godham. Yeah. All right, you can have it be like a proto-joker, but you can't who, who die you? air green. Oh, my All God. Right. Batman. The, the Batman's biggest fan. The, the bat suit in Gotham at the very end. Oh, my God, that was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like a fucking party city Halloween like knockoff Batman suit. It was not about Batman. It was about Commissioner Gordon becoming Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Know? And and a lot and, of the stuff like I, I've seen some of the actors and all that stuff and I'm like, all right, cool that you made this guy the penguin. Cool that you made this guy Solomon Grundy eventually. You know, but you guys really messed up on a lot of things. I'm like, you nailed Catwoman. Perfect. But everything else was really bad. Yeah. The, Gross. The, the first was a kid, man. Well, they nailed the casting. Jeez. I mean, I oh, know. oh, that's a different. Uh, thing. <laughs> it's like, what are you nailing? Eggs to trees? <laughs> <laughs> Trying. <laughs> the uh, the first couple se- uh, seasons of uh, that show were excellent, and then it just it just went downhill. I, I really think that what was his name, Robin. Robin Wright something. Robin Lord Taylor. Lord Taylor. Okay. Robin Lord Lord uh, Lord and Taylor. <laughs> Maybe it's Robin Taylor Lloyd. I don't. I don't. I know. think I think you're right on saying Taylor Lord something like that. He he was great. And and I mean, to have a character like the Penguin be the most compelling character on your show really says something about it. Yep. You know, no, he really like... he really was good as the character. And yeah. um, made it interesting. So was the guy playing Edward, uh, the would be Riddler. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. He was good too. But uh I couldn't I couldn't hang. Didn't didn't they have a relationship or something like that? Like that's what was going on between the two of them? Oh, uh one of them uh had a crush on the other. Yeah, see that's that's a good dynamic because then Wait, it leads to Wait, hold on. What? Riddler and cr- Penguin. One had a crush on the other? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happened in the show, is that what you're saying? Yes. I didn't know that. I stopped oh. watching the show. <laughs> Who had the crush? He on must have been movie? busy watching Agents uh, of Shield. Was it the Penguin had the crush on the Riddler? Probably Riddler the other the other way. Yeah, I, I think I think it's the like, other well, way around. Riddler was like obsessed with like a girl. Like, in, oh in, yes, in, yeah, it was Penguin. Yeah, Penguin had a crush on Riddler. Uh, Penguin ended up, I think, killing Riddler's girlfriend to get her out of the picture. Oh. I I, easy. I I I, do it. I I vaguely remember that. I could be totally wrong in remembering something else. That's a bold direction to take Penguin though, because he is a petty <clears throat> petty person in is in terms of there, and I, I like the idea of him going going in a slightly different direction than the comics. And and I always really like too, they had this one series that Sam Keith did the art of with uh Penguin where they showed him like actually like learning to fight and stuff like that as a young kid. And um, they really demonstrated. It was like a Tales of the Dark Knight or something like that. But um, it, it was really cool. Knight. 
Yeah, it could have been a Legends, you know, one of those like um, anthologies. Sounds like a Legends issue. Yeah. But it was, it was really cool because it, it really fleshed out the character. And it's like, yeah, he's not just some guy that's going to hit you with like uh, umbrella guns. You know, he's someone that's like, if he needs to throw down, he's going to beat up. You know, and, and that's why all these all these henchmen work for him because they're friggin' afraid of him. <laughs> they should have had Kevin Conroy voice the, the kid at the end of Gotham when he finally dressed up as Batman. That'd be interesting. I mean, that'd that probably be better than... Um, have it uh, not match his physicality whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, you think about the, the casting, too, on Titans. The guy that played Bruce Wayne was J.R. Uh, Mormont from uh, from Game of Thrones. I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's got it's a the closest. Uh, it's the closest we've gotten to an Adam West Batman casting since Adam West. <laughs> that I mean, that's, that's fair, you know. Funny enough, I mean, he was the person that uh, David Hayter used as Dan Dryberg in his test footage for when he was trying to direct Watchmen years ago. He he used Kevin Conroy? Uh, no, Ian Glenn. Oh, oh, Ian Glenn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ian Glenn. Oh, Kevin Conroy. That would have made for a very different Night Owl. For sure. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's super interesting. Warshack. Is that bean juice on your lapel? <laughs> Human bean juice. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Can't wait till we cover that on Paradox. Gotta say, oh, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be freaking great. One. Yeah, gonna that's, be, that's gonna be a, a mega episode. <laughs> then we can do Doomsday Clock. So, yeah. oh, that'll be that'll be interesting because I've only read that once, so I could. I I, I'm willing to bet that, that will hold up on a subsequent read too. I'm because, sure it will, especially yeah. because I I won't have to like wait for it to actually. Yeah, that's that's what hurt that book, Brandon. You know, if, oh, if sure. it came out at the right time, I feel like it would have been good. Because there's parts of that that I still go back to, and I'm like, freaking Firestorm, man. You know, like listen, I'll like be that. I'll be perfectly honest. I I mean, it was kind of in a roundabout way refreshing to have Doomsday Clock take place, just because like. Insofar as all the weird reality warping stuff, the only other things going on at that point in time really were Dark Knight Metal and Dark Knight Death Metal after that. And uh, I didn't enjoy those that much. I, I, I didn't, I didn't quite, quite uh, cling to that story, which... You know, you would think that for alternate reality type stuff in, in me, you know, I, I'd have glommed right on. But some of it was just a bit, I don't, I don't know, like it was maybe too Batman for me. <laughs> like, I know I'm saying that on the dark night, but I don't, I don't know. I think that's I think... actually a crisis and not an alternate reality like it contains alternate realities but it's actually mm -hmm. a crisis so i don't know would you think of that differently as as in elseworlds what <laughs> so so metal right metal yeah. is regular rebirth continuity but it involves alternate realities so it's not an elseworlds tale it's it's a crossover from reality's tale to the regular universe yeah, but it still involves alternate reality. It does, that's, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only point I was making, is that you know there's all kinds of alternate takes on you know what we know that's involved within the story itself, and it was just a little too a little too Batman centric for me. Like 
I don't even like when everything's like all Superman or anything like that. Like I, I like it a bit more variegated. Give me, give me different things. And, you know, I, I suppose technically, yes. Oh, okay. This is like Batman, but sort of like an Atlantean revenge thing. Okay, cool. Oh, this is Batman. I, I got to find that one powers. book. There's a, there's a crossover book. It's a, um, it's a multiverse uh, book and it came out around the time that death metal came out. And, uh, James Tinian wrote this one one book, and it had um, Captain Carrot from the Zoo Crew. Okay. And it was it was like, all right, guys, we're all gonna die. Owl Man's here, and he totally fucked us over. You know, something <laughs> like that. You know, like a, as you do. And yeah, it was, just it like was Owl the Man. most compelling read. And and the hero of the book was Captain Carrot. And, and I'm just like, I can't believe he did this. I, I'm like, this this character is gonna be forever endeared in my heart now. You know, it, it was just so good. I'm like, I think wow. I know what you're talking about. It, yeah. it, it was, it, it, was really a, good. it was just like a, a, a throwaway or something like that. Like, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with with like the main plot of the book. It was just like, okay, well, they're over there fighting the the bat with with the uh, you know the bat who laughs. You know, here we are, and it's like Captain Carrot's going to save the day. And you're like, oh wow, this had no right to be this good. <laughs> it was great. That's... And I think Guy Gardner was was the other person that was in it. So it was like <laughs> the two of them. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> I, you know, but yeah, it was yeah. just like, wow, you cobbled together some some great stuff from this. I think I think just having it be so Batman centric, it, it, it was it was just like the whole like Bat God with realities and and tied into Batman. It was just like his parents were killed in a fucking alley after leaving a movie theater one night. Like, how did we get? here exactly uh, it, it it was just it was it was a leap for me to make I'll, I'll i'll just put it that way i think batman is always far more effective when he's putting those like cool almost noir type situations or where it's like dealing with the the more seedy occult element like rachel rachel ghoul however you want to say it uh, in in ninjas and stuff like that, like I think I think that whole seedy underworld and underbelly, you know, the the world that's just beneath our feet that we're not quite aware of but seeps into ours every every once in a while, that suits Batman very well as a character. When you start getting like cosmic with Batman, that's where I, I I'm like uh, that just well it's almost a bridge too far for me. Like, Batman's the only one who, for me, it always felt weird to see him in the JLA Watchtower. If that makes sense. I I mean, I read a lot of JLI, so for me, it's probably not like that. You know, because that's that's where my Justice League is always going to be at, and Batman was an integral part. He wasn't the leader, but, you know, he was, he was like, the tactician. So, um... I don't know. I, I guess it's not as far a leap for me because I, I am used to seeing him in in Martian Manhunter and Guide Gardner and you know Beetle and Booster and Black Canary and <laughs> the the Doctor. Right, I know. So I, I'll yeah. I'll just go fuck myself then. I got it. All right. Glad no, we no, can it, get there. <laughs> that's that's not the point. The point is we have different ideals about the Justice Leagues and and things yes. like that. And I I see him there. You know, kind of helping to bring everybody together because they, they just need it. But, you know, he's not 
the leader of the Justice League. Superman is, you know, be, because Superman can inspire people. Batman doesn't, not not normally. You know, he, he may help out in a crisis or something like that, but it's, um, you know, I mean, look, look at it this way, Tower of Babel, where he literally got thrown out and he didn't even wait for them to choose because he knew how yeah. it would go. So, real. you know, and, and that's so what? I loaded all your weaknesses onto a computer and somebody broke in and found the weaknesses and used them against you. My bad. Turns out <laughs> Kyle Rayner's weakness is a refrigerator. Thanks, Ron Mars. Ooh. <laughs> well, shout out to Ron Mars. Not, <laughs> not really his weakness when you think about it. Well, that instilled great fear. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that a solid point. That whole interaction ties into the current run of Batman. Oh, Tower of Babel, really? Uh, well, so. Uh, I remember. I jumped to the Kyle Rayner thing. I was like, "What does that no. have to do with it?" I'm like, "That wouldn't make any no, sense." No, so <laughs> like, so which is removed. So like how Batman had a plan for everybody, and then yes, somebody yes. asked, uh, "Well, I, I think this was in the cartoon version." Somebody asked him, "Well, you know, what's the plan for you?" And that's the complete storyline that's happening right now. Batman, he made fail a save. Yeah, fail safe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fail safe. At, was at least that's penguin? my my mental, you know. He keeps a cyanide capsule drilled into one of his back teeth. He's just waiting to bite down. Some nights it's harder than others. But it turns it's dark in the bat cave, Alfred. <laughs> Alfred died years ago, but I like to think he's still here. Actually, that was the problem. Uh, yeah, so, that is definitely yeah, part of the problem. Yes, total spoiler, but. Uh, yeah, he created this well, it's like three years ago now. So, oh no, no, no! I mean the current run of uh, so so how failsafe happens is uh, he's framed for killing uh, Penguin, and obviously that didn't happen. Uh, but apparently, oh okay, then if you say so, if uh, this was Daredevil, it would have happened. <laughs> and uh, then he would have walked around with a T-shirt saying, "I'm not Daredevil." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, apparently, Alfred was responsible for resetting the false uh, switches. Ah, like I'm like a lost. Yeah, had to be there to type in the numbers. Oh, he was there, Desmond. Yay! <laughs> so without, I forgot about that character. <laughs> Not me, man. I'll have Mama casting and make your own type of music, make your own kind of music in my head from now until the day I die. Thanks, lost. <laughs> I know we totally veered off topic of uh, Kevin Conroy, but we kept it. Yeah, most, well, uh... all three of our listeners are used to it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Oh <laughs> 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 shit! Oh jeez. Uh, we'll get there. It's, we'll get there. It's just us screaming <laughs> into the void about Batman. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's it's a good conversation about experiences, you know. Um, do you, do you guys have any experience? Uh, Brandon, you said you didn't get to meet him. I'll, I'll share an experience about meeting him. We got to see when Leo met him. My my uh, my experience is at that same Comic-Con, I got to meet him, and I got to meet him with my kids. And we, we go up to him, and, you know, I don't know what to expect because we, we just met a couple people, and they just kind of blow you off or whatever. He's incredibly generous. You know, he was helping us choose which picture that we wanted to get. Oh, which one do you Oh, this one. Oh, uh. So we ended up getting Batman with Batman Beyond, and and like then it had Batman from the New Adventures of Batman and Robin. Had him sign it and all that. And um, my youngest goes up to 
you're not Batman. You don't look like Batman. He goes, I am Batman, like that. And just eyes bugged open, like, oh, my God. Like, literally, just broke my kid's brain. You know, just, like, didn't know what to do. And it's like, and, and so then after that, he's just so generous with his time. And, and you know what it's like at cons where you got people behind you and all that kind of stuff. And we start talking to him about, oh, do you remember on Justice League? One of my favorite parts was when you sang that song. He goes, oh, this little ditty, um, blue, um, blue, sang the whole friggin' song for us right there while we're just oh, sitting wow. there. And, and we're just there. And, and my kids don't care about this stuff, but they cared <laughs> about how important it was to me. And they cared that, you know, now they're like, oh, he was really awesome. He was really nice to us. They just know that the guy that they met that time that sang that song, you know, that does that happened to do the voice of Batman was really nice to them. And I mean, that's a huge legacy to leave. And and that, that's like a there's there's a quote by uh, I forget if it's Wordsworth or something like that. But it's like to, to leave smiles on the face of children is to truly be immortal or something like that. And That's just that's where my brain goes. And he was just such a gracious man. That's awesome. It, it, well, yeah, for sharing that. Totally. It, it, you, I still don't have an experience with him. Nothing happened since you started telling since, me. Since last, okay. <laughs> yes. well, I did preempt this. I wanted to check in again with that, just you know, make sure that everyone was, was still very well aware that uh, I've, I've only heard him in video games and cartoons and uh, uh, on the Dorkening when, when Leo met him. So you know, good for Leo. That's well. that was a cool interview. So <laughs> it was. I oh. do. I like. I said. I appreciate the hell out of you. Like, in in all your green tenacity, like really trying to grill Kevin Conroy about details of a new project. <laughs> and he wasn't some wearing ru- glasses. Some rumors yeah. about uh, some some Mark Hamill involvement. I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you? <laughs> I can't <laughs> comment on that. Leo what if on? I said? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Not just going to do it because you say that. Come on. <laughs> All right. That's good. You got me. <laughs> All right. You said it twice. I guess I have to say something now. That's how they got Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Ruffalo or whatever. Yeah. They're like, yeah, tell us about the Hulk. No, I can't do that. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's you know it's uh, it's an unfortunate loss, uh, and hopefully uh, everybody out there has some iteration of his performance as Batman that they can maybe watch in remembrance, whether it's uh, Batman Beyond or the New Adventures of Batman and Robin or Batman the Animated Series, uh, the video games you play Arkham Arkham City, go nuts, you know yeah. Arkham Asylum. Enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, Batman just Gotham Knights. Take take the time. Like the third ever take, Batman animated. Yeah, <laughs> take take the time to really listen to his performance, and you know, just understand it's going to be a while before we get somebody of of his ilk uh, in in a <clears throat> like that again. Yep. Well said, Brandon. Well, I think I, I think we should end on that note. Unless you guys have anything else. Go no, watch no, some Batman I'm... stuff. That's it. Yeah. Go Batman stuff. 
to the Peter Captain. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Tell him, Peter. Apparently, everyone gets one. <laughs> That's what he said, anyway. Uh, well, I want to thank everybody for uh, watching or listening. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We run. Uh, I we I anyway. Uh, it's the Royal We. <laughs> Uh, I run Dorkening Podcast Network. Head on over to thedorkening.com. Uh, a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. And uh, with that, Justin. Hey, what's this uh, new Mark Hamill project I hear about? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't comment on that, Leo Bond. Oh, okay. <laughs> check me out on The Dork Night on Comics Paradox on the Dorkening Network. You can check me out, Geek Life HQ. Coming back shortly. And uh, also, Epic Tales from the Sewers, the Ninja Turtles podcast. Only on the Dorkening. Powerful Brandon. Hey everybody, I'm Powerful Brandon, also known as Brandon Powers. Uh, you want to come on over to the Powers Combined Facebook group? Check us out. We're just a bunch of dorks that like to share memes, news, info, laughs, good times to be had by all. Our number one rule there is don't be a jerk. If you violate that, you will be booted immediately. If you want to follow me on social media, you can check me out on Twitter at Brandon's Powers and on Instagram at this Brandon Has Powers. Aside from the Dork Night here every other week, you can find me on the Wednesday Night Dorkening Show at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, as well as Comics Paradox, uh, which we alternate with Dork Night here, uh, where Leo, Justin, and myself uh, talk about a bunch of different alternate reality tales and takes, such as What Ifs, Else Worlds, and different story arcs like Amalgam Comics or Age of Apocalypse. Uh, and you can find that uh, anywhere fine podcasts are broadcast. Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? To have a free the Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs, from horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Krando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found.